0: First Chronicles chapters 9 and 10 All Israel was registered in the genealogies that are written in the book of the kings of Israel But Judah was exiled to Babylon because of their unfaithfulness The first to live in their towns on their property again were Israelites, priests, Levites, and temple servants. The people from the descendants of Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh settled in Jerusalem. Uthai, son of Ahimud, son of Omri, son of Emri, son of Benai, a descendant of Perez, of Judah, from the Shilonites, Asaiah, the firstborn of his sons, and from the sons of Zerah, J-U-L, and 690 of their relatives, the Benjaminites, Salu, son of Meshulam, son of Hodaviah, son of Hasanua, Ibni Ai, son of Jeroboam, Jeroham, Elah, son of Uzi, son of Mikri, Meshulam, son of Shephatiah, son of Reuel, son of Ibnajah, and nine hundred and fifty six of their relatives. According to their genealogical records, all these men were heads of their ancestral houses. The priests, Jediah, Jeho-Erib, Jachin, Azariah, son of Hilkiah, son of Meshulam, son of Zedek, son of Mer-A-Eoth, son of Ahitub, the chief official of God's temple. Adaiah, son of Jeroham, son of Peshur, son of Malchijah, Masai, son of Adiel, son of Era, son of Meshulam, son of meshel son of Emmer, and one thousand seven hundred and sixty of their relatives, the heads of households, they were capable men employed in the ministry of God's temple. The Levites Shem Aiah, son of Hashub, son of Azikram, son of Hashabiah of the Merorites, Bach, Bakar, Heresh, Galal, and Mataniah, son of Micah, son of Zikri, son of Asaph, Obadiah, son of Shemaiah, son of Galal, son of Jeduthun, and Barakiah, son of Asa, Son of Elkanah, who lived in the villages of the Netophelites. The gatekeepers Shalom, Akub, Talman, Ahiman, and their relatives. Shalom was their chief. He was previously stationed at the king's gate on. The east side. These were the gatekeepers from the camp of the Levites. Shalom, son of Kor, son of Abiasaph, son of Korah, and his relatives from his ancestral household. The Korahites were assigned to guard the thresholds of the tent. Their ancestors had been assigned to the Lord's camp as guardians of the entrance. In earlier times, Phinehas, son of Azar, had been their leader, and the Lord was with him. Zechariah, son of Meshalemaiah, was the gatekeeper at the entrance to the tent of meeting? The total number of those chosen to be gatekeepers at the thresholds was 212. They were registered by genealogy in their villages. David and Samuel, the seer, had appointed them to their trusted positions. So they and their sons were assigned. ...to the gates of the Lord's temple, which had been the tent temple. The gatekeepers were on the four sides, east, west, north, and south. Their relatives came from their villages at fixed times to be with them seven days. But the four chief gatekeepers, who were Levites, were entrusted with the rooms and the treasuries of God's temple... They spent the night in the vicinity of God's temple because they had guard duty and were in charge of opening it every morning. Some of them were in charge of the utensils used in worships. They would count them when they brought them in and when they took them out. Others were put in charge of the furnishings and all the utensils of the sanctuary as well as the fine flour, wine, oil, incense, and spices. Some of the priest's sons mixed the spices. A Levite called Mathathia, the firstborn of Shalom, the Korathite, was entrusted with baking the bread. Some of the Korathites relatives were responsible for preparing the rows of the bread of the presence every Sabbath. The singers, the heads of the Levite families, stayed in the temple chambers and were exempt from other tasks because they were on duty day and night. These were the heads of the Levite families, chiefs according to their genealogies, and lived in Jerusalem. Jael fathered Gibeon and lived in Gibeon. His wife's name was Makah. Abdon was his firstborn son, then Zur, Kish, Baal, Ner, Nadab, Gidor, Ahio, Zechariah, and Mikloth. Mikloth fathered Shem'im. These also lived opposite their relatives in Jerusalem with their other relatives. Nur fathered Kish, Kish fathered Saul, and Saul fathered Jonathan. Malkishua, Abinadab, and Eshbal. Jonathan's son was Merib Baal. And Merib Baal fathered Micah. Micah's sons Pithon, Melech, Tariah, and Ahaz. Ahaz fathered Jara. Jara fathered Elamath, Asmaveth, and Zimri. Zimri fathered Moza. Moza fathered ben His son was Reph Aea, his son Elisa, his son Azel. Azel had six sons, and these were their names. Azikam, Bokiru, Ishmael, Shereia, Obadiah, and Hanan. These were Azel's sons. First Chronicles, chapter 10. The Philistines fought against Israel, and Israel's men fled from them and were killed on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines pursued Saul and his sons and killed Saul's sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malchishua, when the, battle testif- when the battle intensified against Saul, the archers found him and severely wounded him. Then Saul said to his armor bearer, Draw your sword and run me through with it, or these uncircumcised men will come and torture me. But his armor bearer wouldn't do it because he was terrified. Then Saul took his sword and fell on it. When his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his sword and died. So Saul and his three sons died. His whole house died together. When all the men of Israel in the valley saw that the army had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned their cities and fled. So the Philistines came and settled in them. The next day, when the Philistines came to strip the slain, they found Saul and his sons dead on Mount Gaboa. They stripped Saul, cut off his head, took his armor, and sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to spread the good news to their idols and their people. Then they put his armor in the temple of their gods and hung his skull in the temple of Dagon. When all Jabesh Gilead heard of everything the Philistines had done to Saul, all their brave men set out and retrieved the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons and brought them to Jabesh. They buried their bones under the oak in Jabesh, and fasted seven days. Saul died for his unfaithfulness to the Lord because he did not keep God's word. Saul died for his unfaithfulness to the Lord because he did not keep the Lord's word. He even consulted a medium for guidance, but did not inquire of the Lord. So the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over to David's son of Jesse. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Let us lay aside every weight in the sin that so easily ensnares us. Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every weight in the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that lay before him, endured a cross and despised the shame And has sat down at the right hand of God's throne. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. So that you won't grow weary and lose heart in struggling against sin. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons. My son, do not take the Lord's discipline lightly or faint when you are reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and punishes every son. He receives. Endure suffering as discipline. God is dealing with you as sons. For what son is there that a father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, which all receive, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had natural fathers discipline us and we respected them. Shouldn't we submit even more to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time based on what seemed good to them. But he does it for our benefit so that we can share his holiness. No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful later on. However, it yields the fruit of peace and righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your tired hands and weakened knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but healed instead. Pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. Make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up, causing trouble by it, defiling many. Make sure that no one falls to see the grace of God. Make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God and make sure that there isn't any immoral or irreverent person like Esau who sold his birthright in exchange for one meal. For you know that later when he wanted to inherit the blessing he was rejected because he didn't find any opportunity for repentance though he sought it with tears. For you have not come to what could be touched, to a blazing fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to the blast of a trumpet, and the sound of words. Those who heard it begged that not another word be spoken to them, for they could not Bear what was commanded, and if even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. The appearance was so terrifying that Moses said, I am terrified and trembling. Instead, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to myriads of angels in festive gathering to the assembly of the firstborn whose names have been written in heaven to God who is the judge of all to the spirits of righteous people made perfect to Jesus mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood which says, better things than the blood of Abel. Make sure that you do not reject the one who speaks. For if they did not escape when they rejected him who warned them on earth, even less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven. His voice shook the earth at that time, but now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. This expression, yet once more, indicates the removal of What can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what is not shaken might remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us hold on to grace. By it, we may serve God acceptably, with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Amos chapter 6. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion and to those who feel secure on the hill of Samaria, the notable people in this first of the nations. Those the house of Israel comes to, cross over to Calnec and see. Go from there to great Hamath, then go down the Gath of the Philistines. Are you better than these kingdoms? Is their territory larger than yours? You dismay any thought of the evil day and bring a rain, and bring in a rain of violence. They lie on beds inlaid with ivory sprawled out on their couches and dine on lambs from the flock and calves from the stall. They improvise songs to the sound of the harp and invent their own musical instruments like David. They drink wine by the bowl fill and anoint themselves with the finest oils, but do not grieve over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, they will now go into exile as the first of the captives, and the feasting of those who sprawl out will come to an end. The Lord God has sworn by himself This is the declaration of Yahweh, the God of hosts. I loathe Jacob's pride and hate his citadels. So I will hand over the city and everything in it. I loathe Jacob's pride and hate his citadels. So I will hand over the city and everything in it. And if there are ten men left in one house, they will die. A close relative and burner will remove his corpse from the house. He will call to someone in the inner recesses of the house. Any more with you? The person will reply, none. Then he will say, silence, because Yahweh's name must not be invoked. For the Lord commands, the large house will be smashed to pieces and the small house to rubbles. Do horses gallop on the cliffs? Does anyone plow there with oxen? Yet you have turned justice into poison and the fruit of righteousness into wormwood. You who rejoice over Lodabar and say, didn't we capture carneum for ourselves by our own strength? But look, I am raising up a nation against you, house of Israel. This is the Lord's declaration. This is the declaration of the Lord, the God of hosts. And they will oppress you from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of the Arabah. Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 80. In those days, Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, You are the most blessed of women, and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leapt for joy inside me. She who has believed is blessed because... What was spoken to her by the Lord will be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his slave. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the Mighty One has done great things for me, and His name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear Him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things, and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, mindful of his mercy, just as he spoke to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. And Mary stayed with her about three months, and she returned to her home. Now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she had a son. Then her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her his great mercy, and they rejoiced with her. When they came to circumcise the child on the eighth day, they were going to name him Zechariah after his father. But his mother responded, "No, he will be called John." Then they said to her, "None of your rel- rel- none of your relatives has that name." So they mentioned they said to her, "None of your relatives Has that name. So they motioned to his father to find out what he wanted him to be called. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they were all amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came on all, those who lived around them, and all these things were being talked about throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard about him took it to heart, saying, What then will this child become for indeed The Lord's hand was with him. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us. In the house of his servant, David, just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in ancient times. Salvation from our enemies and from the clutches of those who hate us. He has dealt mercifully with our fathers and remembered his holy covenant. The oath that he swore to our father Abraham has given us the privilege. Since we have been rescued from our enemy's clutches to serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness, in his Presence all our days. And child, you will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare His ways, to give His people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of our. God's merciful compassion, the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew up and became Spiritually strong, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel.